Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars. Uh, my name is Joseph and I will be hosting alone today. Um, don't feel too bad for me. David is in Atlanta at the moment and James is at work. Uh, we just couldn't get the three of us to match up our schedules this week. So I will do my best to bring you guys a very quality episode because, you know, it's me I always do my best to be as quality as humanly possible. <laughs> um, unfortunately, this week there is not a ton of news out there to uh, to talk about, to discuss with you folks. Um, so I think we're just going to kind of talk about a variety of topics that, uh, that I've been thinking about throughout the week, um, as well as maybe ser- share a, uh, a celebration story with you guys um, that I've decided to... I decided to hold off on telling you guys this story for a couple of weeks um, because it may involve me being a bit of a scoundrel like your, like everyone's beloved Han Solo and, and, you know, kind of doing things that I wasn't supposed to do, but it turned out awesome anyway. So um, it's a little tease to get you guys going for a little bit, I think. Uh, the first thing that we want to talk about this week is the unfortunate total lack of news, um, you know. With Celebration wrapping up, they they gave us everything a Star Wars fan could possibly want as far as news is involved. And so it makes sense that rumors and things along those lines have kind of slowed up for a little bit. Um, Especially with uh, this week, this past weekend, Avengers uh, Endgame came out um, and blew every record away so far. Um, When I'm recording this, it's only Sunday night. Um, and we're still kind of waiting for that Sunday box office, but it looks like it's going to... It already beat both Star Wars. Uh, it looks like Avatar isn't going to stand a chance much longer, and Titanic is like way in the rearview mirror. Uh, Avengers Endgame is going to clean up. Um, and I think a lot of the questions that uh, Star Wars fans are having is, can The Rise of Skywalker compete with Avengers Endgame? And honestly, yeah, I think it can. Um Maybe I'm still coming off of the high from from being at Celebration, um, but, you know, Avengers was great. It was a wonderful, wonderful movie, but I, it didn't really do anything that I wasn't expecting. Um, it did some crazy stuff. Um, I'm going to be as spoiler-free as possible because this is only coming out the Monday after it came out, um, but the cast alone was ridiculous for Avengers. Um, so many famous people on in one place. It was kind of insane. That being said, um, you know the storyline was different. That was a it was one of the first times they've taken a twenty two movie series and put all of them together for one continuous storyline. It it was very very impressive. Um, but this storyline only spanned the course of about eleven years. Think about Star Wars. Star Wars has spanned 
much longer than that. I uh, believe A New Hope celebrated its 40th anniversary two years ago. We're talking about a 40-plus year, um, you know, franchise. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to be just as psyched, if not more hyped, about the fact that the Skywalker saga will come to an end. I, I think it's going to be a very close box office race, um, personally. Um but honestly, I cannot wait to see what the the box office race in December looks like. If 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 they can beat the Avengers, I think they can. I think the force is in its favor, um, and I, I I just look forward to it. And honestly, I think I've said it a couple of times now. I knew the end of Avengers. Not to play spoiler, not to say anything like that, but who thought the Avengers were going to lose at the end of this movie? No one thinks that. Um, Star Wars, I have no earthly idea what's going to happen in this movie coming out in December. It, my brain is constantly whirling with, with ideas of what could they be doing? Why are they flying around the, the whole galaxy? Why is there a death star? Why is Ray jumping over a tie fighter? You know, all of these questions are constantly doing something in my brain. Um, so yeah, so I saw an interesting meme today. I think it was that compared, um, Poe Dameron's costume in Rise of the Skywalker to uh, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series. Uh, and it kind of got my brain thinking a little bit um, about what are they doing? Why are they traveling the galaxy? And I think Nathan Drake and Poe Dameron are a very good comparison of characters in this. I honestly think they're probably going after some sort of a relic or something that will help them defeat the the first order something that will help them understand what they're up against exactly what was palpatine's ultimate plan why did he send them off to the unknown regions of space there's got to be information out there somewhere that the the team the new team ha is hunting down and searching for i think if i'm if i'm reading the tarot cards correctly here this is just me conjecturing I haven't read any articles or anything like that, but I think they're going after Sith holocrons or Jedi holocrons. And that's why they're at the remains of the Death Star. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. I, I could see Sheev, good old Sheev, putting out a, uh, a, <laughs> a holocron with all of his I evil ideals and exactly step by step how he took over the, the entire galaxy and things like that. And maybe somehow through that, that holocron, he comes back to life or you know, all sorts of crazy things can happen in the Star Wars universe. There, it's basically limitless. Um, and it's kind of cool to kind of think about, like, Finn and Poe playing the Indiana Jones character a little bit. I know it, I know, I'm crossing over my Lucasfilm um, IPs, but why Why not? Why not have them raid a tomb, like, Sheev Palpatine's watery grave on, on the Death Star and, and figure out exactly what this dude is doing, you know? And the other thing a lot of people are, are wondering about is in that final shot with Rey looking over the Death Star, she's holding something in her right bag, or in her right hand, I should say. It looks like a backpack to me, uh, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, but what could be in that backpack? What have they found already that led them to the Death Star? The possibilities are completely endless, in my opinion. We're in for a thrill ride, an adventure, an adventure unlike anything we've ever seen in Star Wars before. And I, for one, am jazzed. Uh, we're going to change topics a little bit here. Um, and I'm just going to talk about 
Star Wars Battlefront 2 for a minute. I picked it up for the first time in a couple of months. Um, honestly, I, I, I'm just craving more Star Wars. I, I've, I've watched Avengers Endgame, and sometimes that does the trick. It scratches an itch for me that puts me kind of onto a comic book obsession, mind frame, if you will. Um, and, you know, ever since Celebration, I'm I'm still on a Star Wars high. I, I, can't, I cannot get enough Star Wars right now. Um, I've rewatched all three prequels. Um, I watched the Gindy Taratowski Clone Wars cartoon recently. Um, it's a classic. If you haven't seen it, it is on YouTube, just YouTube Clone Wars. Um, or Star Wars Clone Wars, I should say. And if if you can't come up with it from there, it's not the it's not the Dave Filoni Clone Wars. It was something Cartoon Network did before Lucasfilm licensed out to um, or brought it back to Dave Filoni to come up with the Ahsoka storyline. It's it's got similar animation style to like Samurai Jack, um, and in it, man, it is so good. It's so action packed. Um, the art style is beautiful. And there's there's two different ones. One of them is um, Anakin fighting um, Asajj Ventress. It's got Kit Fitzo on Mon Cala fighting along the Mon Cals against the Quarrens and the droid army there. It's just great. There's a, a scene with Mace Windu. Um, I think it takes place on Dantooine. And he f- the, the Separatists come up with this crazy new weapon, and he single-handedly destroys it by himself without the help of his clone troopers. If you haven't seen this thing, you are totally missing out. Each one of them is about an hour, um, and I think it's comprised of, like, 25-minute clips or something along those lines. It's They're fantastic. Uh, go out and watch them. Um, but I also, um, like I said, I rewatched the prequels, and I know on this podcast I've said over and over again how much I dislike Episode 2. That Celebration High, I think, has gotten me liking Episode 2. I, I was moved for the first time, I think, since I saw it in theaters. Um, the love story worked for me. It, it was really weird. I don't know how to explain it other than I'm coming off of one of the coolest Star Wars experiences of my entire life. Um, that being said, I picked up... Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 4 for the first time in months. I, I honestly, I, I haven't played many video games in the last couple of months, and I was just kind of feeling some Star Wars in my life, you know? I wanted to be a clone trooper, or a stormtrooper, a rebel soldier. Um, they have released some seriously cool stuff on Star Wars Battlefront 2. They released a new class that you can play as. They've released ARC Troopers for the, uh, for the clones, and then the assassin droids for the Separatist army. Unfortunately, those are the only two armies that I wound up playing the whole time I was on the other day, but those two classes by themselves have made jumping back into Battlefront 2 so worth it. There's a new game mode on there. Um, It took a very long time to play, but it was a ton of fun. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but there's, I believe, five points on the map that you have to take over and then once you take them over you have to fly up to the um up opposition army's ship and take over four points there as well it was very very fun uh, i had a great time they've made a lot of tweaks to the game and since i've played they added anakin obi-wan count dooku and uh general grievous and i got to play as each of these characters in heroes versus villains had a great time as uh, Dooku. Grievous was a little bit challenging for me to play as, um, but I had an awesome time playing my boy Obi-Wan Kenobi, my personal favorite Jedi Knight. 
Um, so again, if you haven't played Star Wars Battlefront 2 in quite a while, I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that you pick it back up. Give it another shot. I know when it launched, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, it was fun, but the controls were kind of wonky. There wasn't a whole lot of, um, customization that you could do. They had that paywall when it first came out. There was just a ton of stuff wrong with this game. But they've gotten rid of the paywall. They've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. The only stuff that the credits buy you in the game now are um, skins. Just like like a video game should be. Kind of like your Overwatches and things along those lines. Um, so yeah, like I said, pick up Star Wars Battlefront 2 again. You're going to have a good time. And if you don't, that's on you, man. It's a fun game. So I think it is time for me to get into the story that I had to share with you guys from celebration um you know we're about two weeks removed from celebration at this point and as you all know if you've been listening the entire podcast got into the episode nine panel um and i'm sure some of you guys were kind of scratching your heads as to as to how like myself got in there honestly i i know i'd I'd publicly said a couple of times that i was not able to get into any of the lotteries um, that I was going to enjoy all of the panels from the Star Wars show stage. And I'm sure you guys were like, how in the world did this dude get into the Episode Nine panel? Well, I'm about to tell you guys. It was one of the coolest experiences of my entire life. And like I said, I was a bit of a, of a scoundrel, a ne'er-do-well, if you will, um, to get into this event. Um... So the morning of the panel, um, we woke up pretty early, um, kind of unnecessarily early if you ask me, but that's that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> um, we, uh, we headed over to the uh, convention center right away because we had seen that J.J. Abrams had given out these beanies to the people had, that had been waiting there for hours already. I think the first people started lining up around 6 o'clock in the morning and the panel itself did not start until 11 a.m. So they had been waiting for two or three hours already. And, you know, I'm from Texas. Uh, one of the days we were there, not the day of the Episode Nine panel, but one of the days we were there, it snowed the entire day. Chicago is a cold city, yo. Um, so people sitting on concrete in, you know, 40 and below temperatures... People are crazy, man. Star Wars fans are nuts, but there's a level of dedication that you don't see from other fandoms, I think. Um, but yeah, so they were getting beanies, and James and David were talking about, man, we were we were supposed to get in. We're going to miss out on these free beanies, and yada, 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 right? So we head over to the convention center. Um, James and David go their way with their, with their pre-approved QR codes for winning the lottery system. Um, and myself and a couple of... of um, and Colin and, and his friend, we went into the regular convention center away from, from where they were holding the Episode Nine panel. Um, and we got in line to get onto the floor because we wanted to find the best possible seats um, or the best possible place to stand to where we could see the trailer, we could see the whole panel from the Star Wars show stage. So we're standing there, and we're standing there, and we're standing there maybe... 30 minutes, maybe a little less than that. And I get a text message from one of our friends who's saying, hey, honestly, they didn't even scan my QR code to get into this thing. I think if you had a picture of it, you guys might be able to get in. And so 
I turned to Colin and I go, Hey man, do you see this text? And he was like, yeah, it's crazy. What do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I, I still don't have a QR code. So then my buddy texts us his QR code to get into this event. I was like, man, this is risky, Colin, but I'm going to make you make this call. I am down to try to get into this thing. I am absolutely into it, but you have to make the call. And so I look at Colin. He looks back at me. He looks at his friend. And he goes, all right, man, screw it. Let's do it. So we turn around. We get out of line at the convention center. And we start heading towards the the arena where the 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 big panel is happening, the biggest panel of this entire week. Um, and Colin takes off sprinting. Colin is a young buck, man. He's in his, in his early twenties. I'm a little bit more of a seasoned veteran. I don't sprint. It's not in my nature. It's not a, it's not something that I tend to do. Um, plus I, my knees were hurting. It was cold. All right, gosh, lay off me. Um, so I then got separated from, from Colin and his friend. And so I'm like, man, I'm by myself. I've got a QR code that doesn't belong to me, and I'm going to try to break into this episode 9 panel. So the way I figured it is, by the time I got to the line, Colin would be pretty far up in line, so I, I wouldn't have to wait in the back by myself. So I just start kind of walking next to the line of the people trying to get into this arena, the Wintrust Arena. And I'm I, I'm apologizing apologizing profusely. I'm like, hey, I'm not trying to cut, but my buddy sprinted ahead of me, and he's bound to be almost into the thing by now. He's bound to be in there by now. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to cut in front of you. And before I know it, I'm at the security checkpoint, and I'm like, oh crap! I haven't seen Colin and Chris in quite a while. I have no idea where they are. Did I get ahead of them somehow? I I don't understand. So. I just keep going. I'm already there. I might as well, right, guys? Anyway, so I walk past the first um, little gate there, and the lady hands me one of the Episode Nine beanies, and she goes, here you go. This is from JJ. And I grab it like I was supposed to be there, and I go, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I just keep walking. Then I get to the second security checkpoint of the, of the Wintrust Arena, right? And... This is where it kind of gets a little scary because I'm like, oh, they're going to scan this QR code. My friend's already in there. <sighs> Gosh, I don't know if this is going to work or not. And I don't even have an email of of the acceptance into this arena. I've got a picture of an email on my on my text messages. So I've I've brought it up and I show the gentleman there. And he goes, is that is that for this event? I go, yes, sir, it sure is. And he goes, you're supposed to be here today. It's for the episode nine panel. I go, mm-hmm, yep. And he goes, all right, open up your backpack and go on through security, man. Uh, and I got in. I just walked in through the door. And while I'm being scanned down by security, I look behind me, and Colin and Chris are standing in line to get into the arena. And they're like, how in the world did you get ahead of us? And I was like, how are you not ahead of me right now? How are you not already in the arena? So... I take the first couple of steps into the arena going, am I supposed, am I about to get away with this? How is this going to happen? Do I wait for Colin and Chris? Do I just head to the section that I think I'm supposed to go to? And I wait a couple minutes and I'm like, nah, if I stand here, I'm going to look suspicious. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to go into the arena and figure out where I'm supposed to sit down. I walk into the arena, cool as a cucumber. And I take a seat 
uh, section 111 was pretty much where we watched almost all of the uh, the panels in the Wintrust Arena. And I, I sit down like I was supposed to be there. And the whole time they're doing the warm-up show beforehand, I'm just like, oh my god, please don't let security think like catch on that I'm not supposed to be here. Please don't let anybody know I'm supposed to be here. I'm counting down the minutes until 11 o'clock. And then the panel starts, and it was amazing. It was one of the most magical experiences of my entire life. Um... And it was insane because I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be there, but I was still there and I was experiencing it. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, a couple of couple of episodes, David kind of was talking about just do it. He was he was pulling the full Shia above, man. But if I hadn't just done it at that time, I wouldn't have been in on the episode nine panel. The craziest part for me was when. It was the very beginning. Stephen Colbert takes the stage and is the host of this thing. One of the people, one of the few people in Hollywood that I've I've really idolized and really thought great things of for a long time. He takes the stage and he's telling jokes and he's making people laugh. And then you know, J.J. Abrams takes the stage and Kathleen Kennedy takes the stage. I was almost in tears already at this point because I was just I wasn't supposed to be in this room. I wasn't supposed to be here. Yet here I am in front of people that are creating the things that I love. Um, and that was, that was another reason that that trailer had such a huge impact on me. Cause I was not supposed to be in that arena when it was showing, but I was, and it was incredible. And I was like a hundred feet away from Ian McDermott when he took the stage and said, roll it again. Like that entire experience was, you know, top 10 moments of my entire life for sure. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. So, you know, just a day in the life of a Star Wars fan, man. Um, I hope that story was good for you guys. I I know it was something that I'm never going to forget for as long as I'm I'm alive. Um, so, yeah, I think that just about wraps us up for this week's episode of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I believe later in the week, you know, I've been I've been trying to get through Master and Apprentice. Not trying to get through. It has actually been quite a good read um but master and apprentice me and james are gonna hopefully uh figure out a way to hook up later in the week uh probably wednesday or thursday to make sure that you guys get a bonus episode of us reviewing the book i am currently about three quarters of the way through it um i've also been reading um another one of the uh the republic commando books um I'm, I'm currently on triple zero, uh, which is, I think the second book in the series. And it's also been very good. Um, so I've been kind of bouncing back and forth between the two books for since celebration was over. Um, like I said, I've been really, really high on star Wars. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is that for, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. All the information is at the bottom of, of the episode page. Um, Thank you for listening, uh, and may the force be with you, always. Pew, 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 pew. It's a trap.